0: Hey everybody! It is episode ninety, part B of the Running Rogue podcast. This is Chris and Steve coming at you from Austin, Texas, to continue our walk through the Diamond League final events. Now we're on Friday, and we're turning to Brussels to see what happens in four additional distance and middle distance events. We've got the women's steeple going first, the women's fifteen hundred next the men's eight, and the men's 5K to close things out. So we'll be covering them in that order, giving our previews and predictions, and then, of course, talking through each race live as they happen. We hope you certainly enjoyed Part A. I will say, Steve, before we jump into our first preview on the women's steeple, we did pretty well with our picks yesterday. If we look at the recap, you actually had 10 of 12 podiums Podium picked correctly. I had 9 of 12, and you actually had all four winners correctly picked yesterday. I had three, and you were correct. One, two in <coughs> in all four events. So, eight out of eight on the, w- on the first and second place across those four events that we called yesterday. So, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Nice work there. You get the, the little mini win on huh. the picks from yesterday. <laughs> I will say before we talk women's steeple, we've got to just reflect on the ridiculousness that the fact that Capruto was able to win the men's steeple with one shoe. I'm, I'm <laughs> still in awe of that fact. And I think I just told you before that I was just disappointed that Jaeger didn't take his opportunity to try to put a nail in Capruto's coffin after that shoe came off. You know what I was most impressed with? What? Helen
1: Obiri's twenty-seven second last two hundred, <laughs> and that Shapiriotz was twenty-seven seconds <laughs> for his last two hundred. Yeah. Of course, one didn't do a fifty-four second quarter in the middle of that. But anyway, Obiri and <laughs> and the wi- the winner, women's five k winner and the men's 59 meter, finished in the same time for the two hundred. That's pretty last two hundred. That's crazy.
0: That is crazy. Obiri obliterated the field, and she needed every bit of those twenty-seven seconds to beat yeah to, to beat be Hassan. On. So pretty impressive. Lots of fun stuff yesterday. Thanks to everybody who's already listened to Part A, but we've got to jump in because we've only got now six minutes to preview the women's steeple. Steve, we we live called the Monaco meet, which was sort, sort of, of started us on this started journey. Started huh? on this <laughs> <laughs> journey of that women's steeple where Courtney Frerichs br- broke the American record and Beatrice Chepkovich broke the world record, and now they're back at it. With, of course, Emma Coburn in the mix as well, from an American standpoint, current world champion, lest we forget her. And then you have Ivan Kinyang Yang, Kiyang, who was in the mix at Monaco and has been in the mix all season in these Diamond Leagues. And then, of course, Elphine Chesspole, the young Kenyan who is not to be overlooked in any big races as well, although we know she's struggled a little bit late and isn't the same tactician that the others are so as you look at this field what do you think
1: i mean a lot of it's going to go into play do we have pacer or are we run in solo and because there's no compelling reason to run fast except for the two americans who want to go sub eight but i just don't see any scenario in which kit doesn't go out and doesn't push the pace um, she's certainly not going to get her own world record i don't think on this day but she's, I think, let's say it's a hot pace. The question is, okay, what will happen? Will the Americans go under nine? I don't think both of them go under nine. Um, but I definitely think Freerick's is in a better position right now in terms of where she's at from a fitness perspective and where she plays out in this field. But I don't think anybody can beat Chepkowicz. I think she's going to be our winner no matter what going away. Now, I'm going to pick Freerich for second even though I think Coburn is going to be really angry and really come at this thing hard. I still just think that Frerich is on the upswing and I think Coburn may have had a longer season with that indoor push that she had. So I'm, I'm actually going to put Coburn in fourth because I think chess pole, even though she had a bad race at Monaco, she's been on fire this year. She's not the strategic, as you said, she doesn't always choose the best tactics, but she's so incredibly talented. Um, and I just think Coburn's going to push really, really hard to try to get sub-9 and try to beat Frerich, Well, Frerich will just kind of be able to be a little bit more of a comfort position. So I'm picking Chepkoic for the win, Frerich for second, getting under nine,
0: and Chesspool for third. What do you call? What do you think? Well, we agree on one and two. I think Chepkoic will run away with it. I, I, I agree. I think Courtney's going to get her, her sub-9 in this race because if the Pacers can't, Leader out. We know Chebkoich will, so the pace will be sufficient to get her what she needs. I'm going with Kim Yang for third. Wow. However, you know she she was there in the mix, finished third in Monaco, and you know I think has shown a str- you know strength all season and consistency all season. She's been third already twice in two of these Diamond League meets. She's got a couple wins as well. She beat Coburn earlier this year. As well, so I like her for third. So those are my three: Chepkoech, awesome. Ferrex, Kitty Yang for third. Which we're both kind of dissing on Coburn. Hopefully, we're wrong. Right? We are. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, but I, we're wrong. I agree. I mean, we said it back in the day when when she made that coaching change that this would be the year that might be difficult to get to that next level. It's easy to maintain. It's hard to get to that next level, and so far we haven't seen her get to that next level. So. We'll see. And as we both have said, we think maybe she peaked a little bit early this year. So we'll see. But but with those predictions, we might as well turn to the race because it is on and going. We've got the ladies lining up. They're doing the... the. I love Chess look. She's not messing around. She's got Sh- the shaved head. Chess paul got completely So is Gerudo. Head. And Gerudo shouldn't be overlooked. She's been in the mix in some of these Diamond League races, but I don't think quite has the pedigree of the rest of these of this field. But we sh- we shall see. I think if there is a spoiler that we haven't mentioned, it would be Gerudo. Yeah, that's likely. I mean, we've got
1: basically like ten or eleven women who are under the nine ten barrier. So there, this is a full a field filled with women who have the ability to get it done. But Chepkoech is. Eight forty-four this year just puts her at a different level, in my opinion.
0: Yep. Aisha Pratt, Aisha Pratt, you can't forget her. Nope, the Jamaican athlete who trains in the U.S. with Emma Coburn. She could surprise as well. But my guess is she will be just hoping for a PR today. So they are off. Got Pacers and in got play. Got two Pacers in front. And Cepkowicz sitting right there in third place. Cepkowicz is right on the pacers, as we might ex- suspect. Yep.
1: She's so smooth, Chris. We talked about this when we watched that race the last time, how strong and smooth. She's She's a good three to four inches taller than nearly the rest of the field, which gives her an advantage going over those barriers. And she's not a tiny little thing. She's strong and looks just like I mean, already, Chris, we've got a five-meter separation in the first 200 meters.
0: Yeah, wow, and Emma is at the very back, and they immediately turn to the women's discus. Wow, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we didn't even get to this see... Is this is
1: why the NBC goal, <laughs> Sports Goal needs to have two different cameras. One that says, here's the race going on. You don't get any commentators or whatever else. Let us watch the races. Let us watch
0: what we want. Or do a split screen or something. Exactly. It's not like that doesn't exist so that we can it's, at least It is freaking ridiculous. Keep this is track. the stupidest thing in our sport right now. <laughs> I mean, it's a nine-minute race,
1: you know? And, and I like, have no problem that they show these events. We want to know. We want all the events that are yeah. going on in track and field to be shown. But let's watch them all. Let's not cut and paste it. this is the stupid <laughs> NBC created this for some stupid reason maybe just so that uh, Dwight Stones could feel good about his commentating job but it's well, just so stupid. And here's the other thing
0: that's dumb about it is that there's a dedicated feed on NBC Gold for the Discus event like literally you can, if you want to watch Discus right now you could and it's entirely and then there's another feed for the track events Exactly. so why would they be going back and forth on this feed I have no idea but as it is the race just started, and we have no idea what's happening. Yeah. As we do this long term, we're going to have to try to figure out. This may be a something that precludes,
1: that precludes us from doing this because <laughs> this it so just sort of puts a, puts a big damper in what our, we p- our see, process. we did see, though,
0: at the very beginning was Emma at the back, near yes. the back. She wasn't last, but she was second or third to last. And then Courtney wasn't too far ahead of her, but was actually ahead of Emma, which, whereas traditionally, Courtney's safety blanket has been just to follow Emma. So, it'll be interesting when we cut back to that event. But we're not. we're jumping now too,
1: Chris. We're going to then do the jumps too as <laughs> now well. Now we got a little yeah. long
0: jump in here.
1: Again, we're not discriminating against these other events. We're just saying it's not what we're, we're pre. Why we're
0: wouldn't you do a split screen for these? Doesn't and show it. both. At least give us some context on what's going on with the steeple. So frustrating. All right, so yeah. now we're back, so but we're, we're not we're sure where the we are. Steeple. Chip Coach is way off the front. She's got a I can't 10, really 5th, see it. Ten meter gap. gap. Sorry, Fifteen I'm meter gap. Pretty far away. To Gerudo yeah. in second, Kiyang in third, Chesspool fourth. The Americans aren't even in the picture.
1: Nope, doesn't look like it.
0: They are out the back. Freyix and six. We are five minutes into this but race. She's got. She's probably. Now, Chris, we've seen this play out
1: before, where these athletes <laughs> will go after Chep Koech and try to run with her. Looks like Freyix is doing the work up there with Kiburn sitting behind her. We've seen it with these athletes have fallen off the back and not been able to maintain the last half of the race and that the Americans are able to ch- to chop them down. But we may not get that. The, we are looking at um, Fieric yeah. leading that chase pack. And it looks to me she's about eight seconds down
0: on second and probably 10 seconds down on Chep Koech. Yeah, there's five Kenyans leading, all strung out. Chep has a 10-meter or so lead over Gerudo. Kenyang about five no more than that five six eight meters back of that chest pole in fourth Chumtai. i guess that's a ugandan in fifth chet yeah i
1: mean i, I th- what's crazy here chris is geruto is right on chet is gaining on Tim she Kowich. is definitely gaining on her and putting bringing making up ground um, and Ferrix and Coburn are now separated looks like Coburn they're both kind of going flipping back and forth back there in terms of moving up there's still what three laps to
0: go here chris or is this two laps to go two laps to go two, two, laps, to go, two right. laps to go yes two to go here two to go in six thirty so you're on well, they're running fast I, they're, yeah they're they i running don't know what really this fast. is but I don't think we're looking
1: at world record again. It looks like, um, well, Freericks is now starting to really reel in fourth, fifth place there, Chris, but there's such they a look, gap.
0: They're 20 meters. The Americans are 20 meters back, probably. At least. Fifth. Yeah. And Gerudo does not look to be falling apart. Chip Koch seems to be extending her lead now, but Gerudo's holding it together fairly well, it seems, with Kiang just behind her as well. I think the Americans are out of this one. Yeah, I don't think there's enough
1: round They've Definitely have gone up and around to fifth place, but I just don't know if there's enough. Coburn now is doing the work up there as they're trying to shut down and bring back um, Chesspool.
0: But they've got 20, 30 meters to Chesspool. 15 seconds
1: pole. behind Chepkoic, and they're another five seconds behind Chesspool, so they're going to need some fading. Although, look, Chris, now look at how much Chepkoic has pulled away here. Um, Bell lap Ferrex
0: was f- What? She was in fifth This is insane Another demonstration By Chipko That she is Head and shoulders Above the rest But it doesn't look to me Like the positions Are going to change At this point No
1: I think they are I think you're going to I think you're going to See Gerudo's Americans in apart? third I think you might really? See Americans end up In third I here I think that's possible Yeah I think so
0: Because you got one and two We got King Yang's not falling apart Gerudo know, We'll see Gerudo would have to fall apart I think I think it's over. I think the Americans are off the podium, and then it's just a question of what time yeah, are they going
1: to get. They are. They're not. They haven't even caught chess pole yet. I mean so chess, so pole, yep.
0: chess pole's probably going to fade. So Freriks or Coburn could get fourth, but I don't think they're catching Yang at this point. And Beatrix is going over the last water wow, she jump. She needs to
1: work on that water jump there. That she was lost time. Still has
0: a thirty meter lead, but it
1: looks like she's going to get just
0: under nine. So it's not quite the fast race that we were expecting. So it looks like it's going to be Gerudo in second, Kenyang third, and it looks like Coburn's catching. Coburn and Friedrichs are going to get, fo- looks like they're going to get fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth.
1: So 854, 855. Gerudo looks like she gets under, or just barely doesn't. And Here, let's see how we, we see with fourth. It uh, looks like, oh, uh, they pulled away. It looks like Cob- Coburn, hard to fourth. tell. Looks like six for Friedrichs. Yeah, look, F- Coburn for fourth, and then... But they were not as fast as we were
0: hoping. They were um, not. Mid eights. Interesting race. I mean, we didn't see half of it, but it was clear that Chepkowicz took the lead and strung everybody out, although not as fast as she did in Monaco. She ends up with an 8.55, about 10 seconds behind her time. And there you in called Monaco. Kiang in third position, so you I get did. bonus points there. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And Gerudo we did mention at the start would be a spoiler if there was if there was one. Yeah. It's just odd to me that Coburn and Furks weren't on their game today. Yeah. Chesspole I mean, got fifth, Coburn fourth, and Frox sixth. So they were 9.06, oh I mean, nine oh six. 9.07 oh I mean, yep. Nine oh six, nine oh seven isn't slow, but certainly not. Well, that's what just they ran one in.
1: second off of uh off of uh Coburn's best for the year. So yep. but seven seconds free was seven seconds off what she was Ready for. So, yeah, a little bit of a disappointment, but from the Americans. But still, again, Chepko, just proving how much better she is than the rest of the world. Oh, the Gerudo is that was definitely a real a, a great race for her.
0: It's interesting to me. I mean, of course, we didn't get to see the first half of the race, but it was interesting to me to see Freyx and Coburn go to the back to start. You know why wouldn't you be up? If you're trying to run a fast time, why wouldn't you be right up in the mix, at least in mid pack? Well, we've if, seen in the past, Chris, that they have been
1: able to run the rest of the pack down. They've usually gapped and let let right. big gaps happen, um, but uh, they probably just misjudged, thinking Chepkovich was further ahead. Although they needed, they probably were getting splits, and they probably knew where they were at in terms of their times. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't. They they were they misjudged it a little this time.
0: Well, and clearly the other Kenyans decided that, hey, if Chip Koich can do it, we can do it. Yeah. So they just went. They're not afraid. And they were not afraid. And it it resulted in gaps that ultimately left Coburn and Ferks a little bit out of the mix. And so they ended up fourth and sixth, respectively. Chip Koich, as we predicted, got the win. And then Kiyang, my third pick, ended up in that position with Teruto, the surprise podium take her she got a personal best to get under nine for the first time so that's our first event for today it was a little bit anticlimactic because they cut away for half the race but i don't think that'll happen in the 15 that we've got coming up happen so. in the women's 15 if it does i will cancel my subscription to nbc Colt. <laughs> and look for the bbc feed and find <laughs> some way to get the bbc feed exactly
1: that's what we really need is to be somehow getting that BBC. Uh. They, they they, cut us out, though. They cut us they cut us across the pond out from watching theirs.
0: Yes. So, all right. So, then, let's switch gears to talking about the women's 15, which is coming up next. What? I mean, and this one's fascinating because you've got a lot of key players. And as we know, with 1,500 meters, anything can typically happen. Although, you know, one thing, and we didn't really talk about this yesterday, Steve, but one thing that happens in paced races is that sometimes you get a little bit more certainty from them versus more tactical races where there might be some sort of jockeying for position and so forth. You know, you're gonna have, typically the cream rises to the top in a paced race. And there's certainly a lot of cream to rise in this one. You do have a pacer, one pacer in this field. Doesn't say how fast she's gonna go out, but I would assume they're gonna set at least, at least a four-minute four four yeah. pace, which is which is legitimately fast. And then you've got the key players here being, of course, Steven Hassan, who we talked about in the women's 5K yesterday. Shelby Houlihan, who has now two Diamond League wins this year and has just shown an unbelievable kick that so far this year has been unmatched by others. She comes in also with the best. Season best so far from all of th- for for all of these runners. You've got Laura Muir, of course, the British athlete who has the pedigree to run fast. S- has shown this year that tactically she's kind of figuring things out, and will definitely be a threat here as she's she has challenged Hassan in a few races. And then of course you've got a handful of other African athletes to look at: Sege, Alemu, Chibet. And Chebkowski that, you know, might be in position for third depending on how the race plays out. How do you see this one going? Did you mention Jenny? Oh, and nope. then we've got Jenny Simpson, course, who the other we, can't, we, cannot, we cannot discount. No,
1: because she knows how to show up in big races at this kind of a stage. So she's somebody else, and she's run under four this year, so she's legitimately in play for a, a race that goes sub four. Yeah, and has um, a mile
0: PR, too, this year.
1: Yeah, so she's on fire. She's running really well, and, you know, I think that, you know, I think a lot of what's going to happen here is how much work are the others going to do to try to, put Shelby in a tough spot. I think that's what's going to happen is the pace are going to go out super fast. Winnie Chibet, who hasn't run very fast this year. She's in that same group. Um, of training that Churiot and Manganoi are. And so her coach, we know has the attitude of don't let kickers win races if you can avoid it. So it could be that she takes a race and pushes really hard from the outset. Yep. Um, Hassan, we know will not do work. We, we know she's doubling back from the 5,000 last night, had a seven hour drive to, from Zurich to Brussels. Um, We expect her to sit around, but she's going to have a fire in the belly, Chris, a definite fire in the belly. You could see how much she was upset by not getting the win over Obiri and running a 27 second last 200. Definitely puts her in a position. Like, I was thinking about that, Chris. What if Shelby was in that race? Could she have kicked with those women? I don't know. I mean, I think that was – they were moving so fast. The two accelerations that were made there, one by Hassan and then another by Obiri back-to-back, could they have been covered by Shelby? That would have been an amazing race to see. Um, But I do think that's a big problem for Hassan, that she's she's worked that energy – I don't know. I think it's going to be hard for her to come back. So, I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to see a fast race. I think it's going to be furious. I think it's going to come down to that last 50 meters and who's holding on. Chris, I'm going to call Shelby for the win. She's undefeated this year. She's got a kick. However this race goes out, I think she's got the confidence now to believe that she can win this race. Um, That was the piece of the puzzle I think that's been missing last year and even earlier in this season. She believes that she should win and she can win, and so I think that will make it very difficult for the other women to, to get after her. I'm going to put Laura Muir in second. I just think the fact that the two of these ladies are fresh, um, they're hungry, and and Hassan is coming off of that really fast, blistering, quick, last 400 meters of her race. I'm going to put Hassan at, at third. I would love for to put Jenny up in the mix. And I think that we should keep an eye on her as a spoiler, as a potential person who could get in the mix. But I'm, I'm going with Houlihan with for the win, Laura Muir for second, and um, Sifan Hassan for third. Um, but I am not very confident in those picks. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that I could run four different scenarios of this race and a different finished result would come up in
0: all four of them. What about you? What yeah. do you think? Well, I mean, I think you're right. And that's the beauty of the 1500. You just never know what might happen, and this is going to be a fast race because, as you said, you got a pacer plus you've got athletes in the mix where it's to their advantage to keep the pace hot. I agree with you that Shelby, I think, is the is the one to beat. She has just shown that final hundred meters in her fifteen hundred meters this year have just have just been absolutely insane, and her ability to find another gear in that final stretch off of any pace is going to be I think what gets her the win. The pace Lu- in Lusain where she won last was, was also hot and she was in that race riding fifth or sixth place for most of it until the final lap where she basically just came slowly came around to everybody and then put on the jet, you know, the jets in the final 100. So I agree with you. I think Coolahan gets the win. I like Seagate for second. She's finished second twice this year in London and Bir- Birmingham. Her PR or or her season best is the third best in the field. And so I like her for second because my third pick, Hassan, I think is going to have at least a little edge taken off from the 5K yesterday and that blistering final lap with Obiri and the drive and all those things. So I'm going Hulahan, Seagay, Hassan, one, two, three. I think you're going to see Simpson fourth and Muir fifth. If I'm going to pick all the way that deep. He's going that deep. I'm not. <laughs> why, be, why be wrong about something you don't have to be wrong about? But <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, I'm
1: not discounting Seagay. I'm just sort of thinking, well, the Ethiopians haven't been firing on all cylinders so far. What haven't. we've seen in these races yet. So um, we do have the men's five coming up where I think we will see some uh, Ethiopian fireworks. But I, so far we haven't. We'll see. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But yep. again, it's going to be a really great race to watch.
0: This one should be short and sweet. And it'll be fast too. I think. I mean, I think that's the other question: is what are they going to run, Steve?
1: Yeah, I, I think that we're going to see a fast race here, um, and I think we're going to see. I think we'll see three fifty-eight, mid to three fifty-eight high. That's where I'm. I'm p- predicting. I don't think. I don't think we're going to get um, faster than that. I don't think there's any threat, obviously, of the American record here. But I think that it's. Um, I, don't, I think it'll be fast, but I think what's going to happen, it'll be fast as the Pacers go, and then it'll sort of slow down. Does does somebody – I think it'll end tactical. up slowing down, and if, if Hassan has anything to do with it, she's going to try to make it slow down. Expect to see her near the front, and then after the Pacers come off and back off. Be may, she may, she'll probably start off way at the back, Chris, but I think by the time the Pacers get away, she'll try to be up there to try to slow
0: it down a little bit if she can. Yep. We'll see. That feels right to me. I agree with you that once the Pacer drops, because you don't have – someone in this field necessarily who might be willing to take it after that. And we'll see. So there may be a little bit of looking around once the pacer drops off. And certainly Hassan's not going to do it. So we and will Shelby's see. Shelby's not going to do <laughs> it either. Shelby we know won't <laughs> do it. So <laughs> there is a question of who will do it. Might be Sige. Might be somebody like Chibet. So we'll see. Let's watch it. They've got them lining up, Steve. Here we go. Get to watch, watch them make their announcements. Again, you've got one pacer in this one. You've got Seagay and Muir next to each other on the outside. Muir looks very focused.
1: Yeah, these moments when you're standing on the starting line and you're peeing down the side <laughs> of your leg, your mouth is so dry. You're so nervous. You've already played through all the 10 different scenarios that could possibly play out and now it's just like please shoot the gun, get us off this line.
0: Right. And you and you probably don't know what to do with yourself with the camera looking at you. <laughs> you know. It's French braid Friday, huh? Look at, Shelby's got a French braid. There you go. that, French braid Friday. You know, Colleen changed the hashtag. It's now Fast Braid Friday. Oh, it's Fast Braid Friday. So you can do different braids. It opens up the braiding Uh, to different uh, braid styles. Jenny's looking good. Jenny's looking like an assassin there. She was super focused and not moving around at all, very much saving every bit of energy for this race. So, here we go. It'll be interesting to see how they slot in behind that pacer, Steve. I think that'll tell us a lot right from the gun. Is this the pacer, the one in lane one? It's hard
1: to tell. I'd never heard of her, but I also hadn't heard of the woman on the way far outside either, so.
0: Let's see. Hmm. We will find out.
1: All right, here we go. We're off on the line. Here we go. Hassan goes right to the back.
0: As she did in the 5K yesterday. There's your pacer right up front. Definitely your pacer. You've got one pacer in this one. I do think it'll be interesting to see where the Americans put themselves in this one. Now, you've got only one athlete who's gone with the pacer, and we can't get... Looks like the others want to go around that woman who's in third, but there goes Hassan. Hassan's pulling into third, but there's There's a gap. Right behind her. There's a gap of 8 meters. That's between. Sige, I think, that went with the pacer. Is it? I think it is. Uh, it has to be. because Yes, Han, it's who went with her. Look how smooth wow. she is, too, Chris. So Sige's right on. Which means all the, the other sail. women have work to they do. They have to move. Yeah, yep. it looks like Hassan's so like, it was nope, 45 we, can't, seconds we can't let this sit. is dangerous. 45
1: seconds to that first three 300 meters, which puts them at 60-second 400 pace. So think about this, too. That lead pack has gone out pretty darn fast. Perhaps too fast.
0: 61-3. That's really fast. So, 404 mile pace. Yep. Basically, for the ladies here. That's
1: sub-350 pace for our runners, which is pretty much too fast. So, <laughs> what's so going on is g- this is going to be interesting. Muir, so, we've got Hassan trying to bridge up to Seagay with Muir making that decision as
0: well. But you still have a gap there, five meters, and I think the Americans are in good position here. I think they are, too. They're just sitting back, back. letting it come. Safely back. I think Sige is going to pay for this hot pace, which will affect the game. And will Hassan
1: and Muir as well? Or did they get away and there's just too much ground to move up? You see Shelby moving up on the outside there, Chris, wondering if she's too, too far back. But she's played this
0: come-from-behind game before. She's good at it. She has, but she's also made the mistake at indoors of letting that gap get a little too big to where she couldn't close it at the end. And she talked about that in some of our interviews after indoors. So you can tell she's trying to keep them in touch. But right now Houlihan's in fifth, 10 meters back of the front pack that's led by the pacer, followed by Sige Hassan Amir.
1: Yeah, this is lined up. This was lined up for these three ladies who are being paced really, really well. Now the question, Chris, do they put the brakes on here as the pacer moves out into lane three and steps off the track there? Do they... Now slow down, and the rest of the pack catches back up. It looks like that's what's happening. Look, Sige looks like she's easing off. Shelby's making the move to Shelby's bridge the grab bridge. up, and it looks like she's going to get there by the time she needs to. This is also playing out really well for Jenny as well, Chris. Jenny is. pretty far back there. Um, Shelby's doing the work to get there. We're going to be 500 meters to go here with Shelby on their shoulder,
0: Muir moving Shelby up has on bridged, and Hassan is doing work now. And Muir and Hassan are now in the lead. Sige's falling back just a little bit. Shelby's right on the rail in fourth. Perfect Beautiful position. race. Perfect position for her. Wow, they're at 258 Chris at the at the at the bell. And Jenny's not in a bad spot either. She's running in six, But she's seven. Ar-
1: yes, but she's already gap- she's got she f- got the four best in the world right now who have gapped her. Lauren Muir to the front. This is it. Doing the work. Final Hassan sitting on her shoulder. Shelby's Shelby a move moving on the up the to get on Sas- Hassan's shoulder. Here we go. Oh, Muir moving from pretty far out. Taking this move from pretty far out. Shelby's gonna win. She looks so smooth. She does look good. Hassan's She's still there win. with her massive kick. How much will she lose from yesterday? Shelby's got this. But Shelby now moving on Hassan's shoulder. Muir getting away. So Shelby now knows Hassan's done. And Shelby's now got the chance to go after Muir. Hundred Here meters to go. go.
0: The final hundred. Shelby's
1: chasing Final second, hundred to go. Chasing Muir. Muir's pulling away. Is Shelby got the t- ability to close her down? Starting to close her down, pulling. It doesn't look like it. Looks like Muir is going to stay away. There. Wow! Muir wow. for the Muir win. For the Shelby, win. Second.
0: Shelby second. Hassan third. Wow! Big win from Muir. Seagate fourth, and everybody else gapped.
1: Wow! Gutsy race. Muir won that race by taking the lead at 400 meters and, and pushing from 400 to 200 to go made that race happen and just
0: separated too much it's unbelievable because in the past she's tried that and not been able to hold and gotten gotten walked down at the end and in this case she didn't 358 exactly as you called it on the time steve that fast race really does play havoc
1: and for shelby to make that ground up the way she needed to make the ground up it was going to be very hard for her it's hard to say she made a tactical error except to say that she stayed back She worked too hard in the middle. She had to work hard in the middle, and the others got to just float after they made that decision to make that close.
0: Yep, That was her mistake because she had to close that 8-meter gap in the middle of the race, and so it it burned off the kick. And it was a perfect race
1: for Muir to get rid of Hassan. She probably just hoped she would be able to hold Shelby off. Shelby did not look like she had that pop that she usually has. It looked like Muir was just
0: surprised to get there, like surprised that she got the win. she wasn't. Yeah. Because she wasn't run down at the end? Yep. Well, that's impressive racing from the British athlete. Where you've got Muir first, Houlihan second, taking home the big bucks, and Hassan coming back for third in the 15 after second in the 5K Great yesterday. Great racing for her. But, really Chris, let's,
1: not, let's, not, let's make sure our listeners understand how far, what this means for Houlihan, though. I mean, here we were calling her, you and I both calling her for the win in the Diamond League final If we would have said that last year we would be we would have been everybody would have thought we were smoking crack you know so yes i think she made a bit of a tactical error there they'll go back and they'll look at those results and see but i think that they'll look at that race and see what differences she could have made what choices she could have made differently but that was a tough position it's not like she made a crucial crucial error yeah it's just do you go then and, and and burn it out when she had it or do you wait and try to catch them late like she usually does and in this case, she needs to know that she's got to have more than one style of racing or one more, more than one way of racing.
0: Yeah, and ultimately, what cost her was the fact that part of the pack decided not to go with the pace. Basically, Seagate was the one that took charge. Hassan and Muir realized quickly that they needed to get on it, and they did without having to make too much of a gap. And, Hel- and Shelby was a little bit too late in that decision making, which caused her to work a little too hard in the middle, which probably cost her the win. But the way she did that
1: chris the way she the way moved she back, back the way she got under that shoulder the way she positioned herself to have success over the last 100 there's she did everything textbook for the way but is was that an initial error to make that yeah, yeah. now when you look at it with hindsight it looks like it was an error although you and you were saying with 200 meters to go shelby's going to win this thing shelby's going to win this she thing so in that position. It, it it's really hard to make those it's really hard to decide how to play those out in those races like that but so much nicer to watch a women's 1500 when they go like that rather than the men's when they sit around. Although chariot
0: and uh, the yep. men's
1: 15 yesterday was very hot. But and,
0: y- and you also you know kind of assume some fading from your which didn't happen this time. No. So kudos on all of those podiums. That was pretty fun to watch. the The other thing to note here, Steve, is that Jenny Simpson ended up dead last. Oh, that's 404. sad. Hmm. She looked to be in decent position, although a little bit too far out. She looked to be in position for fifth, uh, yep. at least yep. with a lap to go, but then faded at the end. It does make me wonder what's in the cards for Jenny as we go into a world championship year next year. I think we'll get two more years out of her. I think she's
1: going to— But will she move up? I don't know. You know, she was a steepler. She can run the five well. Um, she's a really good strategian. She's good at the tactics. She knows how to play the races right. I just don't know if she's... She hasn't done much of it. You know what I mean? And what does she have to look at? Well, I mean, she's still got to deal with Shelby. She's still got to be Shelby's behind go- Shelby. She's still going to be behind <laughs> Shelby. No matter what race she chooses. <laughs> Either so, way, she'll be second behind Shelby. Right, exactly. And who was, and, and then who else is going to be in that group? You know what I mean? We know right. Right. how's that going to play out. And Anyway, so... Plus,
0: she still has probably a better chance on the international stage at the fifteen.
1: And the question is, where's Roberry going to be after she gets done having her child? And what which, which race distance is she going to race when she comes back? Because you know Roberry's coming back. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yep. It'll be interesting to see as we go into next year and also where Shelby decides to focus. But I think at this point, she's proven that she can beat anybody at the 15. And even though she got second today, was in the mix in a really solid race. And uh, we'll be watching it, how it plays out next time. All right, as we switch gears here, Steve, we've got to preview our next race, the men's eight. The men's eight. So if we look at this field, and again, as we talked about with the women's eight and, you know, some of the, the events of yesterday, because you don't have the heats happening as you would in a normal global championship fashion, you've got everybody coming in fresh for one big race and... With the eight particularly, where oftentimes a favorite might get get caught out with some bad tactics in one of the preliminary rounds. You know, you don't have that here. And so for the most part, you've got all the key players in the mix right now that would normally be in the mix for a race like this. Except for perhaps, uh, what's his name, Amon? Yep. So, Emmanuel Career has been the class of the men's eight. The UTEP athlete. has gone trained collegiately here in the US. Kenyan born and Kenyan citizen. He's been the class of the eight so far this year in several Diamond Leagues and his only loss was in the African Championships, but other than that has basically been dominating as the best season best where he also earned a PR in one forty two low earlier this year. You've got Kenyami, uh, Kenyami Kenyamo also from Kenya who was third in London Commonwealth Games champion he's run 143 you've got Clayton Murphy the American who has been solid kind of coming back this year he got second behind career in London also has a PR in the low 143 so he's in the mix for a top three and then behind that you've got three or three other guys who've run 143 so depending on the tactics here could be in the mix for a podium. As we look at this one, Steve, what are you seeing? Well, I mean, this one's really hard. I mean, I think career
1: wins this race. I mean, I think that there's just nobody else when he's basically an entire, f- over a full second ahead of the rest of the field this year in terms of what he's run. Um, he can win from front-running tactics, which he likes to do. He can also win from from the back. He can win in any ways that he wants to win. He seems to... Doesn't have the prelim game to actually worry about, like we, as you, as you already referenced, and that has been a kick, an Achilles' heel for him, um, as as it has been for Donovan Brazier, who's not in this field, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's been hurt, and we haven't seen anything from him. So, uh, let's hope he's hurt, and it's not something else. But, um, you know, what happens after that with career? I'm expecting a fast race. Career continues to talk about the world record. That's not happening today. But I guarantee you what he is going to do is just he feels like he's so much better than everybody else that he's going to make sure this race, at least from the 200 meters, over the last 600 meters, he's going to make sure this race goes very, very fast. Even if he doesn't take it out the first two, I'm sure he'll take over and start doing the work. What that does to the rest of the field is really interesting. At London, Clayton Murphy went after it and tried to get after it and really went for it and blew up, dude, and died, (laughs) got dead last in his race. But prior to that, he was second. Um, that was, atle- that was at that was a Birmingham where he went out too fast. And in London, he went out much more sanely. And we watched that race, Chris, afterwards. And we were really impressed with where he's at. So I'm actually picking Clayton Murphy for second because I think he's learned that lesson from Birmingham. I think he and his training crew have got him in the place that he needs to be. And I think that he will – this is the next step that he needs to be back in this conversation about being with the best in the world. So I'm putting him at second place at finishing in second. And, Chris, this is going to sound crazy. It'll sound like there's no way, but I'm actually picking this guy way down, Marcin Lewandowski, hmm. at the, the European, Polish. at the Polish guy at the European champs. This dude, I'm picking this as a wild card out of nowhere at European champs <laughs> in the 15. He came from absolutely nowhere to basically nab second place at that race behind ja- Jakob. Um, uh, Ingebretson, and I'm just doing a wild one here. This The Wycliffe guy, Camigliani, he's been running incredibly well. It's pretty stupid for me to pick this pick, but I'm just picking a crazy one because I just want to see this Lewandowski. I told you it was crazy watching him close. I think he might be able to pull that off depending on how this race plays out, so I'm just calling a wild card there with Lewandowski in third place. I'm going to pay for this one, I'm
0: pretty sure. <laughs> it's, not a bad, it's not a bad pick. It will be interesting to see how the front goes. They do have a pacer in this one, unlike in the women's eight. So you've got Lane 5 will be going out, pacing them. It does make me wonder if he's going to go out in world record pace. Career has been talking about the world record. The world record for reference is 140.9 from David Rudisha from the London Olympics in 2012. So he's still got over a second to get that. So I agree with you. I don't think it's possible, but it doesn't mean they won't go for it today today in this race. And so if that happens, I can imagine Career being the only one that goes with that, that hot of a pace and which makes the tactics behind really, really interesting and I think does sort of bring somebody like Lewandowski into the mix for third or even second, depending on how things play out. I tend to agree with you. I like Clayton Murphy. He's been on form uh, has the second best season best in the field. So and and has shown decent tactics this year as well. So I like him under kind of a variety of race conditions. So I'm going career Murphy as well for one, two and third, you know, I, I do think it's sort of like drawing a name out of a hat. I think it's going to be who, who, uh, rigs up the least in that final 100. And for the purposes of just making it easy, I'm, I am going to choose the Kenyan Kenyamal because he has the th- tied for the second best season best. And I think races like this might just go that way, but I, I think anybody else in this field could have been third, except for maybe one or two guys. We shall see. So we shall see. We will tee it up now. Here we go. Lining them up. Interestingly, Steve, you got Murphy on the outside again, lane eight, career in lane six, as we talked about with the women's eight. That's a more normal position to want to be in. So you got to assume that he got to pick that spot.
1: Yeah. And it was interesting how the women in the eight yesterday chose different ones. So it's uh, interesting how that plays out. Yeah. It's more standard of where they would position themselves. Yep. Although I'm not sure why he has to share a lane. Oh, no. That's Lewandowski who's sharing a lane. Yep. And there's the man, Emmanuel Career.
0: I think, I think Lewandowski is sharing it with the pacer. Yep. Yeah. So I assume that means that he's not too worried because he can just slot in. Yep. Slot in behind. Yeah. Yeah, Tui with him is with the pacer. This is going to be interesting. Will he go out in world record pace? That's the big question, right? Yes, that's the question. And does he go after this in the first 200 Um,
1: there's so much ground, so much of the way the race plays out in the 8 is how people choose to break after that first 100 and down to the 200 and where they position themselves, so keep an eye on that, we talked about this with the women's how they, they want to break in the straightest line they can to get to that pole position at 200 where they want to be, because it's really hard from 400, from 200 to 400 to get yourself out of bad positioning spots, and then if you're in a bad spot there's a lot of work to do to get yourself Um, where you need to be by the bell.
0: We just got to see Mondo Duplantis jumping in his LSU kit. That was cool. Yeah. That was unexpected. All right, right. they're off, Chris. Here we go. How quickly will they get out? You've got the Pacer in lane five. Clearly running to the front. Although you've got... Murphy's moving pretty quick, too. Kenyamo's also right in the mix there. The athlete I picked for third. So Tawui's our pacer out front. 23 low for the first two. All the key players slotting in pretty closely behind that pacer who's got now three-meter gap or so, but everybody's moving pretty good. Yeah, it's a great spot for Clayton Murphy, sitting right
1: where he wants to sit. And look at career basically controlling the race from the second position. Oh, that's Kim Yammel
0: who's Kim holding. Yammel, yeah. Career, so career has not been as aggressive as we thought he no. might be. So he's not going for the world record. Fifty-one
1: seconds. There's no world record in play here. This is just a
0: race, race. This is a more tactical race, which I think. Oh, oh. somebody goes down right wow. in front of right in front right of Clayton r- Murphy. Right Look at Lewandowski sitting right there. The pacer is off. That leaves <laughs> they are Kim not Kim accelerating Kim here. Nyamol on the front, career in third. Lewandowski, Lewandowski in second. With with and we've got Clayton Murphy moving
1: in fifth. Looks like Career is trying to make his move now all the way out from 200 meters
0: out. Yeah, he's starting it on. So it looks like Career is going to take that spot. Look at Murphy's not looking good from his position. Murphy may have been thrown off of that fall that happened right in front of him. Lewandowski's looking good, but he's fading. Can he hold on? Rodic, we'll see if he holds on for third is in third. But it's no doubt Career is looking a little bit tight
1: there. Will he still hold on? Yes, he looks like he'll hold on. Lewandowski held him on for second. Wow, wow. Rodich in third, and then it looked like career some,
0: 144, so not super not that fast. fast for these but guys. he
1: does what he needs to do. He wins a race that's a little bit unconventional, going out in 51 seconds, 51 load, So it wasn't super fast,
0: but wow, Chris! Wild card, yeah, my wild second. card got it second. Yeah, <laughs> impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Pulled that guy out of your ass. <laughs> And he got well, second, and he was aggressive in that race. He kind yes, of set the was. tone in the second lap. Yep, Rodich, uh, another Kenyan got third, who was not somebody we mentioned. But as I said, you know that third spot could have been wide open. And Clayton, it looked like after that fall, he lost a little bit of rhythm. There was a fall right in front of him. He lost some rhythm. Yes. He was moving well before that. That fall happened right around 300 meters to go. And it took him out of his rhythm and kind of took him out of the race. Unfortunately, at that point, it's crazy because the guy face planted literally right. Oh in yeah, front of right him. in
1: front of Murphy. It was just really hard to deal with that.
0: Yep, especially in an eight where it's all about maintaining some kind of rhythm, and yep. he just had no gears at the end. Man, Rodich tried hard to get around Lewandowski, but he just held it together. Impressive race from Career there. To, I mean, I think that bodes well for him in terms of the Olympics and the world champs next year, the ability to run a little bit more tactically to run, to win in any way, right. To win
1: in any way that's necessary. So, which is always crucial and critical. So I think that, um, you know, it wasn't his, his last hundred was pretty ragged. He was working really, really, really hard there, but, um, you know, a win is a win, especially at the Diamond League. Um fifty grand. Where I, I just wanted to ask, where's Donovan Brazier? What's going on with him? We want to know what's happening with him.
0: Well, he I mean he hasn't been I checked his Twitter to try to see if there was anything and there's nothing from him. We don't know if he's injured, we don't know if he's got coaching issues. No word whatsoever on the status of Donovan Brazier, and that's too bad. It's also too bad that he didn't have some of the other US eight hundred Meter athletes in this field like drew wendell like boris barian so it's kind of an off year for the americans clayton murphy here finishing fifth and i think unfortunately that fall right in front of him just kind of took him out of this race for the podium and uh and that was it congrats to career we got at least the first one right and you had lewandowski on the podium so well done steve you picked this one much better than I did. Well, I
1: just got lucky. <laughs> we both we got both got screwed on Murphy and uh, uh Yamel
0: just didn't show up, right? He didn't. He faded. He faded with 200, 250 to go.
1: All right. So now the men's five. <laughs> this one's this one's really going to be interesting, Chris. This will. So it's kind of hard to. Fireworks. Po- this one's going to be really hard to call, and of course we're going to get really frustrated. Just so you all know, because they're going to cut over to sev- at least they'll hopefully they'll go over to the pole vault when pole real vault, things are we happening. Can watch yeah.
0: Yeah, so the men's five, I mean, this is a stacked field, Steve. One of the questions, or at least the things on the table here, is that so far this year, sub-13 has not been beaten in the men's 5K, which would be it'd be the first year that hasn't happened in a very long time, which I'm not sure what that says about either the talent level or the fact that You know, doping might be less prevalent among some of these key players, or maybe they just have fewer chances to get after that sub-13 based on how some of the races have played out. But that's the situation. You've got Solomon Borrega, who has the fastest race so far this year. And really, there's four Ethiopian athletes in this race that could make make some waves. You've got Borrega, who's had two Diamond League wins already and you know is is one that's going to be competing for podiums for a long time it's been deep pants. you've got a couple of <laughs> other ethiopians including the the, the pants. <laughs> sorry um, about yeah so <laughs> so i mean you got Haddis, you got mola you've got kajelka you've got geberwet i mean this is a, a solid group Idris, Mukhtar Idris, which who is won the, the world, world championships who so we haven't mentioned yet. And
1: Kajalka, who's right, who's on fire this year. He went 728 already in a 3K for a win. Yeah, It's so really going to be hard to pick. And he's now trained by Alberto.
0: so he's you, in the you Alberto you camp. He could so. be looking at an Ethiopian sweep, or at least I would imagine they're going to be going for that. You might see some team tactics from the Ethiopian. You know, un- I don't know. They've <laughs> gotten a fight and tried to take each other's <laughs> pants
1: off in the last time right. that these two <laughs> went head-to-head. So.
0: Yes. So, and then the Kenyan athletes, and you've got Richard Yator, who we don't really know about, who finished eighth in London in the Diamond League. So he shouldn't be a threat. So it's not really, it's kind of between the Ethiopians and Paul Chalimo, the American, who earned a Diamond League win in London last month, has run 13.09 this year as a 13.03 PR. And so the way I break this one down, Steve, it's sort of Chalimo versus Ethiopia. And what will happen? I think I think Chelimo should find himself in the mix, but it wouldn't surprise me also if there was an Ethiopian sweep. It's hard to choose between the Ethiopians <laughs> as you look at this field, but how do you how do you tear them apart? Well, here's the main thing. you've
1: got first thing you want to look at is their their track record. One of the big problems for. Paul Chelimo is his PR, and is not, he's basically a 13, um, 1303 5k guy. The guys he's racing against, Idris, Kelja, um, Kijelka and Borrega, have all been in the 1255 1253 range. That, that doesn't mean that they're all in the same place, you just want to look at that history to see who's really got the real wheels. And in this case, Chelimo, who is the Olympic gold, Olympic silver medalist. He's still a step behind them in terms of performances. He did get his first Diamond League win this year, Chris. We know how how empowering that was for Shelby Houlihan. She wasn't able to turn that into a win today. But it means a lot to get that win. So in some sense, I put Chalimo on for the year on, at the same level. The thing that's really quest- – then you go into what's going on this year. Well, Kajelka has been on fire. He ran 728 for a 3K, which is the fastest it's been running, like nearly 15 years. Um Looks on fire, and we know his coach knows how to get him ready. His tactics are going to be right. He's going to figure it out. He's going to learn from the situation that he got all tangled up with with his teammate or his countryman, um, Berega, the last time that they raced each other. The problem here is that you got Berega as well, who was just last year I called him to be to do something amazing, and he didn't do jack squat. So he's and then at the European, at the Amer, at the African champs, he didn't get anything at all. But he's already won two Diamond League races. So where do you put him? you got to say he's is the dangerous guy. To me, he's the guy you look at. He and Kajalka are the, are, the, are the two de facto leaders. Even though Idris won last year, he hasn't won a race this season. That, that's, that just to me says, okay, he's got the history, but he doesn't have the recent results. So I'm saying there's three guys in this race primarily, in my opinion. Kajalka, Borrega, and Chalimo. And I'm going to basically call Borrega for the win here because Borrega just continues to win. I'm going to go Kajelka for second and I'm going Chalimo for third. But, Chris, that could go any other way, and I think I would love to be wrong and for Chalimo to win it. It would be so cool. I just don't think he's going to have the wheels. And Kajelka's 728 is just so far ahead of what these other guys have done recently. Um, of course, that would be, why not, pick, why not pick him over Borrega? Well, because Borrega's had his number,
0: and I just think he's going to find a way to win. He's had his number, but Kajelka's mad. <laughs> he is. He's mad. because <laughs> he, he, yeah. <laughs> he tried to yeah. Because he tried to de pants <laughs> his countrymen. <laughs> yes. In, in the race in Stockholm. And so there's that in play too, which I think definitely brings an interesting element to this. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go Kajelka for the win in sort of a revenge victory. I'm gonna go Chalimo for second because he seems to Kind of always finish second in these types of races. And I'm going to go Borrega for third in this one. But I agree with you. There could be any number of positions that you see those three in. And I also think Idris could. Yeah, don't sleep on Idris. Could somehow play spoiler. We didn't expect him to win last year at the World
1: Championships. And he came out and took down the Mobot. Yeah. He did the Mobot
0: after he took down Moferra. So, yeah. So you never know what you're going to get from him. Yes, he's winless this year. But. He's a world champion, so there's some pride on the line for him. So we'll see, but we're going to watch this race play out, and as I said, it's going to be Chelimo versus Ethiopia. He's got a whole country to take on, and there's six of them in this field that have a legitimate chance at getting on the podium, so that's daunting. We will see. They're lining up, Steve. Here we go. <coughs> One question we didn't ask. Ourselves in the preview was, will they break thirteen?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they'll have the Pacers. I think there's just going to be two. I don't think these guys give a shit. I don't either. I don't think. I, so I say no. I I think that they don't they don't have a need, and it could be the one year that we don't see it. This does this isn't that surprising that it would happen that a year where there's not a World Championships and where there's not a um, and there's not a an Olympics that that this would happen. So. It's not that surprising.
0: Idris is looking a little... It's looking a little chubby? Hefty. <laughs> <laughs> the normal. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Mohamed. Oh, Mohamed. I didn't we see didn't him on the list. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, we didn't mention He has Mohamed. been on fire this year. He's been running really well. Bowman Track Club, I don't think he'll get on the podium, but he could easily be fourth, fifth, sixth. And there's Borrega. <laughs> Chalimo, Borrega next to each other talking some early you trash. Know. You know it and uh he did kajoka who now runs with the oregon project it's wearing the skull emblem on his right lapel it's going to be interesting here we go they've got three pacers in this race so while it doesn't list what pace they're going to go out at mm-hmm. i assume it'll be somewhere around 13 flat right yep i would think so Is that Chalimo in dead last?
1: I think it, it might be. It does look like Chalimo
0: yeah. is pulling a Mo Farah and going straight to the back. Mm, they're moving, Which is an odd decision, yeah, for a race like this. I think he's quickly realizing his mistake and starting to come around, up and around, as you like to say. They, they were 26,
1: 27 seconds. At
0: wow, Chalimo's kind of gotten caught out a little bit. Yeah, it looks like he's closing that down, he's though. He's closing it down, but
1: yeah. Ben True's uh, out the back quick. Looks like key. Also is looking at trying to
0: find the rhythm he'll need to hold early on in this
1: race. But they are definitely moving, Chris. They're
0: lining up single file behind the pacer. Looks like you've got Kajelka right behind the three pacers. Borrega two spots behind that in sixth. Yep. Looks so good. All right. Looking smooth. Chalimo's still near the back. Running third to last. It looks like with Ben True second to last the other American who we didn't talk about in the preview either, but you know, has sniffed some of these times, but just hasn't shown the ability to win in races like this. No, and I don't think that's going to happen today um, the way it all plays
1: out. So Now we're
0: 4.49 in. Mm, at least two ch- pacers are still in there. Kajelka and, and his countryman Chalimo is just behind Kajelka. You ch- can Chilimo's see him back there. Up. Yep. Back in the mix. So all of your key players, basically, three, four, five, six at the moment. Borrega is right behind Chalimo. So you just took them 2K in. So you got, is that two more Pacers
1: there, the guy? It looks like there might be two more Pacers in there, Chris, because One of more. One more, because Hades is a. Uh, Hades is, yeah. yeah, yep. Ethiopian. Probably Hades is dialed in to do work. He may be the unofficial the next pa- Pacer.
0: <laughs> yeah. The sacrificial lamb for the Ethiopian men. Now we go over to the the high jump. High jump. Oh, there we go. We're moving now. Now we're moving. Kajelka's in the lead. Looks like you still have a pacer in the mix. looks like Kajelka doesn't want the pacer there. But you've got four Ethiopians, one Kenyan pacer, and Chalimo in fifth. But Chalimo's got a little gap. There's a gap there. It's actually not a little
1: gap, Chris. It's, it's a, a big gap. It's a pretty five gap. Idris is back with Chalimo, not making that move. So we've got Kajoka, Borrega, Gabrouet, Haddis. What they're doing, they're like out in lane three. Idris. Oh, that's the pacer coming off, and there was a bunch of others. looked now like they were all trying to position.
0: Five Ethiopians lined up, basically, one through five with Chalimo and six. Yeah. Chalimo is got to be—this has got to be— too much of a gap for him at this point, don't you think? I think so. I don't. I don't know He's how he can make the difference 15 in Idris. meters to yep. Hodis, Gebruett in third, Berega second, Kajelka first. So the Berega versus Kajelka battle this is, is what we thought. Out.
1: This is what we thought how it would play out.
0: Who's this third guy? Oh. Gabruet. Here comes Mondo. Gabruet. Mondo Duplantis now in the pole vault. Still early, but ooh, that was Knocked not the shins. Not typical. Hit the pole. That was not a typical Mondo clearing. He looks tired. Doesn't have the same pep in his step that he did Mm-mm. at the Euros. Mm, wow, that was unusual for him. Well, we got right. three far and away. And it it looks like is out of it. No long. Chalimo is way back. So it's Kajelka, Borrega, Geberwet, one, two, three, separated from the field by, kind of by 10, is. 15 meters. That looks to be your podium right there, Steve, with... Yeah, Idris could, depending on if somebody falters here, there might be a little bit of a, of a
1: drift back, but I don't think so.
0: Four Wait. minutes or so to go. Chalimo is struggling.
1: Yeah, he's hurting. There's no, no hope. Also ben struggling. might get him. And there's Mohamed back there doing some work. Tough,
0: tough day, it looks like, for Chalimo.
1: Man, Kajalka doing all this work. Berega just content to sit behind him. And then Gebrawet sitting behind him in the third position. Gebrewet has a mon- monster kick. But so do these other two guys. The guys up front. So 60.1 for that one as they go through. What was that, Chris? It was thirty two hundred meters? It's more than thirty two hundred meters, like forty two.
0: Four laps to go. I think. And the way this plays
1: out is how much work does Kajoka have to do. Yeah, how much work does Kajelka have to do to try to break these guys? And every time he does that work as he accelerates, he he loses he he's losing the sort of psychological power positioning that he wants to be in by just sitting and floating so he's got to think Borrega and Geberwet don't ha- have to do any thinking and so it makes a big difference but we do know that that Kajelka is in phenomenal shape right now so we'll see
0: how this last last 900 meters plays out I mean you got to think that this is playing perfectly into Borrega's hands you have to think well, there there, Kajelka slowed it down
1: a little bit. He slowed it down by about a second. Two laps to go. Yeah, this is where we'll start seeing... Well, probably won't see any fireworks because I don't think Gabruet or Borrega has any desire well, or any move? need to do anything other than sit there. But, we, you know, it'll be another lap before we see any big moves. But Kajelka may try to separate. You see him, he's trying to accelerate. Borrega had to put his head down there to
0: reconnect. But he's able to do so with relative ease. Borrega's in the perfect spot. You've got to like him at this point in the race with a lap and a half to go. Yeah, and Chalimo's nearly 400 meters back. I mean, 100 <laughs> meters back
1: from the leaders. <laughs> well, yep. Nearly 100 meters back good from the day leaders. for Chalimo. All right, here we go. 500 to go.
0: D- how long do these guys sit before they decide to make moves? And if you're Kajelka, what do you do? Do you try to go from the front or you wait till you counter? He's going to mow. This is, he's going to be doing the mow. Trying goes. to win it, win it off the front
1: accelerating each time they try to come by him so here we go 400 to go
0: 60.5 there we go they've started to accelerate already gaberet looks like we will
1: get under 13 minutes here he's oh, off the back so now it's borrego versus kajalka Perega's perfectly positioned right on him but he's winding up you see yet has to dip down every time oh here it comes here comes oh, here the first comes. move here, here comes, comes the Borrega. first move will he go with them Kajelka wow. tries to change gears, but Borega, there's, there's too no much way. there. 200 to go. And borega These guys are gone. These guys might even be under 1250 today. Oh, he's gone. It's over.
0: Borega. Can Gabrowet catch Kajelka? Kajelka's looking back. That's not a good That's sign. That's not a Gabberwet's good sign. Gabrowet's going to
1: get him. Yes, he is. Borega for the win. Going away, looking so powerful.
0: And he's going to break 13. Oh, yeah. It's going to go under 45, 12-42. Wow. 12-43. Wow. wow. that's That explains why Chalema was so far off. Yep. The pace was hot. So they broke the world lead this year by almost 20 seconds, 18 seconds. Borrega looks smooth, too. It looks like he had more in the tank there. Oh, yeah. He, there was, it, he was just
1: biding his time. So what happened? Happened at African champs, so something else must have happened there. Um, but yeah, this was a uh, now watching him run, and you know, you 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 called it after with a mile to go. You were like, I don't. How does Brega not win this yeah, thing?
0: Yeah, even though I didn't call him, you called him to win. I called so him to win. You got that right. Yep. But yeah, I got it mid race. Gebre in second, who we didn't really mention except that he was one of the other Ethiopians that might have might have. The ability to play spoiler. But the first five athletes in this race, all under 13, all Ethiopian athletes. And Chalimo gets under 1257. Big race for him. Personal best for Chalimo. Wow, it's a big PB for him. Six. So you had at least six guys under 13 minutes. So, yeah, it's crazy. That's one of those things where you know sometimes watching these races if they get strung out you don't know what's exactly happening in terms of time until the okay. end and there's a reason why they were so strung out because it was fast absolutely and that was how much of a pr for Chelimo that was i think he's run 1303 if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah. 1303
0: so it's six so second pr s-
1: six second pr there's the move Sort of the same way that uh, that the other Alberto Zalazar coached athlete got jumped. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, wow. Huge time there. One of the fastest in a long time on the track for the men's 5K. Chalimo getting under 13 for the first time. That's a big deal. We'll, we'll eventually raise the question of when will Chalimo go after the American record yep but there you go you had eight men under 13 been true mohamed both season best in 1303 and 1304 to get ninth and tenth how does that feel wow <laughs> for Amazing. those guys those are so so fast those times but to see to be so out of the race that's tough ethiopians get first the first five spots so congrats to the country of Ethiopia. Ethiopia, one. Paul Chalimo, zero. And that will wrap our coverage for today. Thanks for your patience listening to us with some of those big sections where we cut o- they cut away. We appreciate it. We also appreciate you putting up with us just being track fans for a week. Yeah, let us guys. know
1: what you guys think. Um, we can continue to try to work on the uh,
0: production, production end of it, Chris. But um, we had fun. Yeah, and we had some <laughs> people suggest that we somehow Facebook Live this instead of doing it as a podcast. So we'd love f- for you to give suggestions as you have them, and we'll be back to our more regular content next week. So thanks, you guys, for listening. And as always, you can check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Rogue Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.